Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Tracy here on Tough Love Tuesday. And it's another beautiful day in the Seattle area. And wow, is it tough to be inside tonight. But hey, I'm here and uh, recording live. If you're listening on the podcast, I am recording live with no edits. So we usually do pretty good, but sometimes things happen. And um, so we're live um, broadcasting here. And tonight I, I picked a topic um, on environmental to uh, toxins and your health because I really had also a great deal of um, experience in this area as someone who's greatly affected and has been greatly affected by environmental toxins. And sometimes we just don't realize what's around us, what could be um, making us feel sick sometimes. Um, we can think it's something else. Um, you know, for me, I, I'll, I guess I call myself now I'm the canary in the room. So if I tell anyone that there's something in the room, you better believe me, because I will usually sense it before anybody else. Um, I smell things, chemicals, um, I can taste them in my mouth. Um, just, I just have a very high sensitivity to them, which I guess I'm going to say is a really good thing, because that means I have a better chance of avoiding them than somebody that doesn't realize that they're around. One experience I had was um, we had put some citronella torches out on our porch just when we first moved where we are now. And the wind, I was watching TV inside, and the wind was was um, basically pushing the aftergas of those citronella candles into um, our living area. And it was really interesting. I just started feeling like I had a cold pretty soon. I had a horrible headache. Um, I just felt awful. I was nauseous. Um, so I went and grabbed a pillow, and I laid down on the couch, and I literally fell asleep. And then I woke up, and I was so sick. And all of a sudden, I could taste the citronella in my mouth. And I realized, oh my gosh, our whole place had been fumigated by by this. And so had to spend some time just opening all the windows and I couldn't seem to get away from the smell, but it made me really sick. I had another time when I was still working in construction when they had remodeled the office and put in brand new carpet. And I walked in, I could smell it. Um, but over time, I started feeling sicker and sicker. Um, my throat burnt, my sinuses were burning, my eyes were burning. And I thought, dang it, I'm getting a cold, you know, then I got a headache. And I, I went home. Um, 
my body was able to detox, which I didn't really realize at the time I woke up and I felt just fine. And then I went back in the office and it hit me so hard. It was like I walked into a wall of fumes um, from this off gassing from this carpet. So we have these things around us and, and sometimes we smell them, sometimes we don't. And so I really, um, sometimes we know they're there or we just don't realize maybe how it's affecting us. Um, and uh, we don't, we just aren't aware. So I really wanted to do this topic tonight because I just felt it was so important um, in, in my book, your personal journey with food, we have a chapter, um, Inger and I wrote together on how to detox your body, how to help your body get rid of, you know, these types of things, um, related to either food or related to environmental aspects. So it's definitely worth getting my book. You can get it any, you know, on Amazon, um, you can order it from Barnes and Noble, any of your local bookstores, all of that, but it's just so important. Um, okay. So I did some extensive research on this and, and there's some words in this, uh, in this broadcast that I hope I can say, cause they're chemicals. So just bear with me. So anyway, um, you know, health is a passion of mine and spreading news to help people is really a passion of mine. So first, I just want to clarify, what does it mean by env environmental toxin? So, you know, it basically refers to everything in our surrounding that's outside of our body. So um, it could be nature, like for me, um, I get allergies, um, you know, from grass, some certain trees, my body seems to think the whole world is ending during those seasons. Um, and so we have that kind, but also we have um, toxins that are from, you know, you know, basically the way we function as humans on the planet, um, toxins that are made in, in, in as we produce, you know, um, plastics as we produce types of products. So, um, you know, we can find them gosh, anywhere we find them um, from, you know, widespread, like the pollution and pesticides, but also um, a lot of these chemicals can be found in our food additives um, and our cosmetics. So um, we want to be really cautious about those types of things. And granted, you know, I wish we didn't have to take the time to have to research all this and that we didn't have to look at labels and we didn't have to worry and hoping that these things weren't even in our in our um skincare products our makeup or in our foods so so we're always exposed um now and and what we're finding more and more is that you know people are suffering from chronic disease and um you know, that are related to these environmental toxins. So it could be, you know, symptoms could be anything from exhaustion, mental fogginess, um, anxiety, physical pain, you know, amongst other things, um, you know, like I said, a headache, a nausea, um, you know, uh, irritability, all those types of things. So I know that we've all been taught we're supposed to stay away from toxins, but how do you do that when you really don't know where they are? And so that's where it behooves us as, as consumers to really um, educate ourselves on that and to help us um, learn how to know, to, you know, to spot them. So one important thing um, uh, I'm just going to talk about first is the endocrine system. So the endocrine system 
is a collection of glands that produce hormones that regulate our metabolism, growth and development, uh, tissue function, sexual function, reproduction, sleep and mood, among other things. And there is one class of toxins that can be described as endocrine, endocrine disruptors. And that's become a term that is more and more um, stated lately, but yeah, endocrine disruptors. And um, according to the environmental working group, there is no end to the tricks that endocrine disruptors can play on our bodies. So basically, they they simulate a hormone. And so um, they, they increase, you know, um, some of the dangers of the endocrine disruptors include increasing or decreasing the production of certain hormones, imitating hormones, um, turning one hormone into another, um, interfering with hormone signaling, um, signaling cells to die prematurely, competing with essential nutrients. So say you're trying to absorb um, food in your gut and you can't because of these endocrine disruptors and therefore you're lacking, you know, you're, you're not getting nutrients, um, binding to essential hormones and, uh, you know, accumulating in organs that produce hormones. So these hormone disruptors, um, there's a list of diseases that, you know, are associated with them. And that list is continuing to grow. So um, they have been endocrine disruptors have been linked to um, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, so ADHD, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, um, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, obesity, early puberty, reproductive disorders, and childhood and adult cancers. So um, it's really important to know if these are something that you're being exposed to. You know, um, Let's see, basically, you know, from the cancerous tumors to congenital disabilities and other developmental disorders, the endocrine disrupting toxins can impact any system in our body that's controlled by hormones. So, um, you know, we know that hormones are responsible for all major aspects of our health, you know, from sleep to metabolism. Um, it's crucial that we limit our exposure to these endocrine disruptors. So um, we're gonna go ahead and take a look at some of the common toxins and how to reduce your exposure to those. So um, the first one I want to talk about is, is, um, is BPA. You know, it's, um, I know I was gonna do this, bisphenol. Bisphenol. Phenol, <laughs> BPA. I knew I was gonna have trouble with these words because I would panic. But BPA, you know, is an industrial chemical, and it's been used to make certain um, plastics and resins um, since the 1960s. So it's fairly, you know, I want to say the 60s are pretty new because <laughs> I was born in the 60s. But I guess, you know, it's a few years past. <laughs> but, um, but I say, you know, in time is hu of humans, they're fairly new to us, and so. Um, you know, polycarbonate plastics contain BPA and are often used in containers that store um, canned food and beverages and such as water bottles. So you may start seeing BPA uh, free um, plastic advertised, BPA free storage containers, those types of things. So, um, you know, you'll find them um, there. So BPA is a synthetic hormone that imitates estrogen in the body, which interferes with reproduction. So the Environmental Working Group has reported that BPA has been linked 
to everything from breast and other cancers to reproductive um, problems, obesity, early puberty, um, heart disease. And according to the government tests, 93% of Americans have BPA in their body because it's everywhere now. All right. So according to the Center of Disease Control, people are commonly exposed to low levels of BPA when they consume food or water that's been stored in containers made with the chemical. So if you do drink from the plastic water bottles, one thing I've heard too is, gosh, do not leave them in your car where they could get hot. And then that plastic heats up and then that, that, then that water has that um, whatever's in that plastic leaching into it. So it's best for us just to avoid that type of plastic. Um, you can avoid it by, again, you look for BPA-free label on foods and packaging. Um, avoid plastics marked with a PC. P is in Paul, C is in carrot, PC for polycarbonate or the recycling label number seven. Okay, so you want to avoid that. Um, buy and store foods in like stainless steel or glass. Um, use fresh or frozen or dried products. Um, avoid microwaving foods in plastic containers. I can't tell you how many times I used to do that. Um, and this was this was interesting. Don't wash the plastic containers in the dishwasher. So um, or use harsh detergents that, that, that was interesting. And, um, for your children choose wooden toys versus, um, plastic toys. So I know it's tough. It's like, oh my gosh, how do we even function anymore without plastic and these types of things in our lives? Right. I mean, so much of that has, you know, it infiltrated everything. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is phthalates. It's spelled P H. T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. And that's a group of chemicals used to make plastics more flexible so um, and harder to break. So they're commonly found in plastic food containers, uh, children's toys, and makeup products. Um, so um, our bodies basically have a signaling system um, to program our cells to die when they're supposed to. Um, and that's part of a normal, you know, health. But according to the environmental working group, studies have shown that chemicals called phthalates can trigger what's known as death inducing signaling, making them die earlier than they should. So um, they've linked um, phthalates to hormone um, changes, lower sperm count, less mobile sperm, congenital disabilities in the male reproductive system, obesity, diabetes, and thyroid irregularity. So um, just in these few, I think we've heard some of the very similar things, right? We're hearing obesity, diabetes, congenital disabilities. Um, we're hearing reproductive problems, okay? So to avoid phthalates, again, um, you know, start by avoiding plastic food containers, plastic toys, plastic wrap made with PVC, PVC, um, which has the recycling label number three. So it's a lot to remember, <laughs> but it's really important for us to read our cosmetic and personal care product labels carefully. Um, we want to avoid products that simply list added fragrance because that can be like just a catch-all um, term sometimes, which means hidden phthalates. Um, so you can go to this website. There's a website you can go to to see how your products are rating. Um, it's um, 
um, www.ewg.org forward slash skin deep forward slash. So you can check out some of your um, skincare products and make sure that you feel confident with what you're with what you're using. The other toxin we want to talk about, I want to talk about today is heavy metals. So um, trace amounts of heavy metals naturally exist in our bodies. Um, however, increased exposure to them can, you know, be a challenge for us. And so um, you've probably heard this, but lead and mercury are a problem for our bodies. And they're the most frequent cause um, of heavy metal poisoning. So lead can cause neurological, um, gastrointestinal, kidney and bone marrow toxicity, and um, neurodevelopmental de defects. And mercury poisoning can be marked with headaches, low back pain, weakness, fatigue, tremors, and hallucinations. So um, if you're pregnant too, it's very important that you, you stay clear of these heavy metals because they found that um, the fetus of the baby in the brain, they found that... Um, it can be, um, these can interfere with the brain's development. So, um, you know, sources of lead include paint and gasoline, while mercury sources include um, dental and medical equipment, uh, fertilizers, pesticides, amalgam fillings. Amalgam fillings are the old fashioned kind. I, I only have a few left, but there's like the silver ones, the silver amalgams um, that used to be used all the time. Um, and, um, and seafood, sadly, seafood, yes, the higher up on the food chain of the fish, the more likelihood um, you can run into mercury. Um, if you have amalgam fillings, it's, it's recommended you talk with your dentist um, to see if it's something that might be good to have them removed. And, but um, only if it's a benefit to you. And then also you want to make sure that your dentist is committed to the proper practice of how to remove them safely. Um, there's a definite way you want to have that done. Um, you don't want to just have them, you know, like they used to. <laughs> I feel like I'm back from the archaic world of dentistry when I was growing up. It's so much better now. But anyway, you want to look at those things. Um, let's see. Radon is toxin number five I'm gonna talk about tonight. It's odorless and tasteless. Um, it's radioactive gas that is produced from the decay of uranium, which exists in rocks and soil. So it can be found in homes, particularly in our, our basements um, and other areas that contact the ground. So, you know, you won't know whether your home has it unless you have it test, uh, your home tested for it. And, um, Let's see. And next to smoking, radon is the second most frequent cause of cause of lung cancer. So um, you want to um, to reduce your radon exposure would be sealing your floors and walls. Um, definitely have it have your home tested. Um, increase underfloor ventilation and overall ventilation. Close the basement off from the rest of the house. Um, and have your water tested through a drinking water test lab. And then also um, radon can be removed through uh, treatment technology such as aeration and granular activated carbon. So radon is a toxin that, that you know, it just exists in, in our earth soil. Um, number six, fire retardants. These get me, oh gosh, I don't do well with these at all. Um, 
but there are more than 70 types of bro brominated flame retardants, BFRs, used commercially from natural fiber to household furniture to plastics. So, um, you know, these fire retardants don't stick and stay on the product that they've been put on. So they, they go up into the air. And, um, and interesting enough, um, which is pretty awful, that they've tested breast milk and found high levels of these fire retardants in breast milk. So um, what what's around us, our body will absorb. It's it's like what we consume, what we eat and, um, and choose to nourish our body with, we become that. And as well as these toxins, we are are we're an organism that absorbs what's around us. So thinking about it that way that we have, um, oh, Deborah, it's a good comment. I'm gonna put that up there. She says, I was so happy to have a new doctor recently initiate a conversation about heavy metals. Yes, so important. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I just never used to believe all this stuff. Um, but now that, you know, I'm more educated and I, I understand how our body works and what happens um, with our bodies, with what, what we consume and what's around us, absolutely, um, you know, we need to know this stuff so that we can have a healthy, you know, healthy vitality, that we can live a vibrant life. All right. So these fire retardants, you know, are everywhere. Um, so... Uh, again, the Environmental Working Group says that these incredibly persistent chemicals known as polybrominate, oh gosh, I knew I was going to do that. I'm going to do the abbreviation, B PBDEs, <laughs> basically, you know, have, you know, been found to contaminate the bodies of people and wildlife around the globe, even polar bears. So they're out there floating in the air and they become part of us. Um and again, these chemicals can imitate and disrupt thyroid hormones in our bodies. And, and the thyroid is such an important organ. Um, so when we have something harming our thyroid, that's going to affect everything. So common sources include paint, um, textiles, paper, furniture, mattresses, electronics, um, office equipment, carpet padding. And I'll, I'll let you in on something kind of funny. Um, I tell people this. I love the smell of new electronics. Why? I don't know. And I know that it's so bad for me, but it's funny. New electronics. So I have to not smell those new electronics. Anyway, ways to reduce your exposure to BFRs. Um, basically um, purchase furniture and mattresses made from organic materials. So the last mattress we purchased is an organic mattress. I thought I'm not going to subject myself to um, having to wait for this mattress to off gas and feel sick every night in bed, you know, or how many days it's going to take to off gas. So I, you know, we invested in an avocado organic mattress. Um, and I'm so happy that we did that. Um, we want to get rid of um, products that include foam made before 2005. Um, invest in a HEPA sealed vacuum cleaner, which uh, will trap toxins um, when you use the vacuum. Avoid using a broom. Um, it just stirs dust and accumulates toxins in your air. Um, so uh, limit the amount of meat you consume. Um, poultry and red meat can contain high levels of BFRs. And... Um, 
so especially if you're eating um, conventionally raised um, beef and chicken and um, you know um, yeah so um, that will help you with the BFR exposure um, now we have another one organophosphates so um, this is another tough one to avoid because they're everywhere because um, in conventional um, agriculture, they're sprayed on our food. And um, the best best bet is to, you know, buy organic produce. But um, the Environmental Working Group publishes a shopper's guide to pesticides in produce, which this can help you um, pick your fruits and vegetables. So it's www.ewg.org forward slash food news forward slash. Um, but anyway, many studies have linked organophosphates exposure to adverse effects on the brain development, behavior, and fertility. So we may wonder what's wrong with the world, right? You know, how can people, you know, why is this happening? Why are, why are people not, not feeling well or acting strange? Well, we have all this stuff we're exposed to that our, our, our bodies aren't meant to handle. And the other thing with these or, organophosphates it's a neurotoxin, you know, it's a neurotoxic compound produced, get this, produced initially for chemical warfare during World War II, okay? And um, I watched the movie Kiss the Ground. I really recommend it. Kiss the Ground, it explains this, that these this, this chemical was made for chemical warfare. And after World War II, they had no real use for it. So guess what? Oh. We'll go ahead and and put it in our in our herbicides and, and pesticides and insecticides, and we'll do that because these this component of organophosphates targets the nervous system of, of insects, and um, you know sadly, despite being classified as a social health and environmental concern, agricultural agricultural use as pesticide on fruits and vegetables is still permitted. Um, you know, these are also used, you know, um, in mosquito abatement in public spaces. And I know, um, gosh, when they spray the lawn out here, you know, that stuff comes in, I feel sick, I can't stand it that, you know, we're still using these types of products when it's known what it what what it's doing to us, our bodies, let alone well, pesticides that are sprayed, um, you know, for weed killer. If you have a dog and you're let, you're spraying, you know, Roundup on your lawn to have a perfect lawn, guess what? That's going on into your pet's paws. It's, it's, um, it's, you know, think of what was happening to your animals, other animals that walk on your lawn. Is that perfect lawn worth it? I really recommend you find something else because if you're using those, you're using something that was made for chemical warfare in World War II. Okay, toxin number eight. Um, the final one I'm gonna talk about tonight is particle pollution. So these can range from dust, mold, uh, fungus particles, um, and chemical components from, from fuel emissions. Um, so, um, 
it's now you know stated that the number one source of air pollution in many cities is basically automobile emissions. However, the landscaping industry, this was interesting, the landscaping industry counts for up to 10% of air pollution in the US. Um, the gas leaf blowers um, have been identified as one of the worst offenders, depositing 30% of its raw gasoline back into the air. And now I know why, I just feel like I'm getting carbon monoxide poisoning when they're out using the leaf blowers and it's coming into the house, you know, so, um, you know, we can avoid using those. Um, let's see, they've been done countless studies have been done on the effects of particle pollution on the health. Common effects include wheezing, um, coughing, shortness of breath, lung tissue swelling, and that can contribute to the development of heart and lung disease, asthma attacks and lung cancer. Um, so, there's ways you can avoid these things. Um, although it's hard because we're surrounded by air all the time. So how do we, how do we, um, you know, try and remove these pollutants from our, our environment? So you could um, swap gas powered lawnmowers, leaf blowers and weed whackers for electrical, um, take public transportation to minimize your carbon footprint, um, driving to and from work. Um, Make sure if you have fuel burning furnaces, um, hot water heaters and gas ranges in your home, you know, have the, make sure the exhaust systems are adequate. And also, um, you know, mold is another toxic, um, that toxin that I could talk about and probably do a whole show on, but preventing mold growing in your home is so important. Um, and, and basically you want to, um, monitor your humidity levels and especially in the basements and bathrooms, you, you want to make sure you don't have toxic mold growing. And sometimes that stuff can be behind your drywall, you know, um, and it's, if you're having symptoms like any of this and you've tried checking everything else, you know, it's worth having your home tested for toxic mold. So anyway, Bottom line is we really need to know this stuff. We need to know what's in our food, on our food, in our air, in our cosmetics, in our lotions, um, you know, because it, it, they're harmful to our bodies. And, um, and basically we're giving this one body for this life, right? And so we wanna be doing our best for it. Um, so again, uh, studies are showing that these environmental toxics, toxins um, and ongoing research are finding that they um, have an ability to feed cancer cells, interfere with glucose and cholesterol metabolism and, and in, induce insulin resistance. So here we have diabetes, type two diabetes and prediabetes is a, is a, pan, is a, you know, I want to say pandemic, you know, it's, it's really a problem going on around this world. And yes, a lot of it, um, type two diabetes and prediabetes is, is how we, well, how we eat and how we move our bodies, but there's this other layer to it as well. Okay. We have hormone disruptors that are not allowing our bodies to function the way that they're meant to function. So these, um, Toxins have also been identified as a culprit for obesity. 
through multiple me mechanisms, including inflammation, oxidative stress, mitochondrial injury. We need our mitochondria to function. Um, altered thyroid metabolism. If we don't have a functioning um, thyroid, you know, we're, we're having a big problem and also impaired central appetite regulation. So if you have these environmental toxins messing with your hormones and the, everything that dictates, you know, your, your the way you want to eat and things like that, you know, someone who's obese could feel like they, oh, they've lost, you know, what the heck, what's going on, right? So it's crucial that you know your level of risk when it comes to the environmental toxins. So you can take some steps. Um, in my book, chapter nine, again, we talk about it, but I have like a, some steps of like, you wanna just go for it, um, pull the bandaid off, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. And you can also go a little bit slower to learn what's around you and how to handle it. Um, and cause some of these things will cost you some money to do, but um, one thing you can do, and that is how are you going to nourish yourself? Okay. You want to maximize your phytonutrient intake by eating whole real foods, especially cruciferous veggies like broccoli, um, bok choy, kale, and Brussels sprouts, um, foods high in antioxidants like dark green leafy veggies and berries, um, as well as garlic and onions can help your body detoxify. And you need those antioxidants to oxidize you know, these, you know, um, the aspects of oxidative stress. Okay. Um, avoid plastics at all costs. And that one's like, Oh my word. <laughs> you know, I know I need to do some work on this myself. I gotta, I gotta avoid plastics better than I am. Um, and it can be tricky because we rely on plastic so much. So again, um, uh, stainless steel water bottles, um, glass containers for storing food. Um, instead of buying water in plastic bottles, install a filter at home. Um, detox your home with natural and um, simple products. Try, you know, you can go ahead and look um, online and try and find different products that you can use. Um, and ways to make your own soaps, ways to make your own body care products. Exercise. You want to exercise and also hit the sauna because you want to sweat. Your body needs to sweat. And that's one way that it will help detoxify your cells. So sweating is a good thing. Okay. So, um, you can also take high quality supplements to support detoxification. So multivitamins that have zinc, vitamin C, a vitamin B complex are really good. And let's see. Um, yeah. And the other thing was, again, you can take it in increments like um, Ingrid and I talk about um, in terms of going all in or taking it a little bit at a time. So um, you can go, I called it, you can go up the, the um, straight up and quick route. So that would be at 30 days, you know, to one year of revamping your food, revamping your whole home. Um, you know, this may be a bit hard and a shock to your habits and a bit of a shock to your, your budget. Um, but the investment in you as a priceless being, you know, should be a priority. So in some people it might take about one to three years to try and do all of this. And then even slow and steady climb, whatever works for you, whatever you can do. Um, I know I ebb and tide with it. 
because still some old habits come in and I have to regroup. But um, anyway, um, I just thought it was important to talk about this and get a video out about the environmental toxins um, because we live in a, in a, in a world that has a lot of industrial chemicals and processes and our bodies just aren't meant to function with the output of those. So I do want to give some credit to some of the websites that I went to, but was um, precisionnutrition.com, um, sciencedirect.com, um, let's see, semanticscholar.org, also hoffmancenter.com, beyondpesticides.org, um, lung.org, uh, drkarafitzgerald.com, Environmental Working Group, which is ewg.org. They've got a really great site. You can learn a bunch of um, stuff on lifescience.com. For BPA, it was the medicalnewstoday.com and um, um, drhyman.com and two more, jillcarnahan.com uh, and um, bhg.com. So again, um, I know that was a lot and you may not be able to absorb all of that knowledge. Hopefully you'll watch this again, do some research, but um, it's just so important that that's one more step we can do to take care of ourselves. And especially if you notice you're having chronic, chronic health problems, it's worth looking not only at your food and what you're eating, but what is around you and what could be affecting you from the outside in. All right, everybody, have a fantastic rest of your evening. And I will see you again next week and to your health. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional, as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.